Welcome to Bear Essential on Fitness, where we will talk on different aspects of fitness and have special guests such as local athletic directors and coaches. Also be able to meet trainers and locally and nationally to get their expertise and their aspects on different sports, as well as the training that they get. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, everyone. Coach Chris here from Bear Fitness Essentials. Um, I have the pleasure today to uh, interview a young lady. She has been able to go to college on basketball. Also just happens to be the uh, the number one model for Lee Taft, his daughter, <laughs> on every video he has done. So she's a, both an expert in her field when it comes to playing basketball, but also how to move better, um, things that were missing a lot. And she's managed not only after she got out of college to start working with kids and um, colleges on the recruitment side. So Jay, tell the, uh, tell the uh, audience a little bit about yourself. Hi, yeah. Thanks, Chris, for having me on. I absolutely love doing podcasts. So when you asked, I was like, yeah, let's do it. So um, a little bit about me is, um, like you said, I did play college basketball. I really worked hard at it my whole life. I knew that's what all I wanted to do. Um, and I got there and it was just really cool to be able to take those experiences and um, even my journey with mental health and um, just different things with like experiencing different types of coaches and negative and positive ways and be able to take that, reverse it and be able to impact the women's game specifically. Obviously, I love, you know, all athletes, but I just have such a heart and mission for women's basketball when it comes to empowerment and helping. And I've been blessed enough that God's opened doors for me to um, coach. And I, when I tell you he opened doors, he opened doors because I coach like three teams right now. I went from nothing to three. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very busy, but it's so amazing. And it's been so cool. Um, because one of the goals that I set for myself wasn't to win games, wasn't to like make these girls, well, obviously to make these girls better. But like one of the biggest things for me was just to grow as a coach. Like this year is for growth and how I can make my players better. Um, as much of a competitor I am, that's definitely, you know, hard because you want the wins, you know, but being where I know where my goals are as a coach and someone impacting the game. I know that this first year needs to be absolute trial and error and failing and learning and growth. So with that being said, you know, I've transitioned that to creating my own business called us girls basketball, which involves a podcast where I um, interview other female athletes and whether that's strength coaches, co uh, coaches of the game, players of all levels, that type of thing. Um, working right now on a product with recruiting and just the ins and outs of that. So that was coming soon and just also coaching, personal training and mentorship on the mindset side. So it's been great. So let's give them a little bit of hint. You were not a six foot six, three basketball player that went <laughs> on height. <laughs> so what is your height? I'm five, three. So you've proven that no, you do not need to be tall to be able to get to college. It's, about skill and the mindset for it. Yes, for so, sure. Huge difference because there's a lot of girls that I've read into that unfortunately they think they have to be the six foot, six foot three, and they don't allow their skills to progress or they let their mindset get into, oh my God, I'm not that tall. I can't do this. I can't do that. Instead mm -hmm. of how can I overcome that? Mm -hmm. And so 
as someone, um, when you're, so for your height, what would, what do you think you were a guy, what do you think it was the uh, thing you had to overcome um, when it came to the coaching mindset? Because I know a lot of coaches, mm -hmm. they think the same thing, whether it's boys or girls, if you're not tall, you're not a basketball player. Mm -hmm. So what did you have to uh, overcome during that time? Yeah, so a lot of the things that I had to overcome was just show that my height is not my a disadvantage to be able to play against any girl that steps on the court and score against them or handle the ball and lead my team. So with me being five foot three, I was blessed as a point guard. I, I was not in the in the um, post at all. <laughs> we'll say that. So I just knew automatically I had to be as good of a ball handler as I could. I had to lead my team. I had to be able to see the court because when you're taller, you can obviously see the court a little bit better. So I just had to like learn how to position my body to be able to make the defense um, not bother me at all, be able to perform under pressure. But also with that, I had to learn how to finish and I had to learn how to finish differently. You know, I couldn't just drive to the lane every time and do like a, a layup. I had to really work on my floaters. I mean, even now, like obviously when I was playing, um, you know, Trey was not in the league. But when I watch him, I see me like I'm like, OK, cool, like the floaters and all of that stuff. Um, but being crafty and um, honestly trying to model who I like to model my game after, um, obviously like Becky Hammond, Sue Bird, all of them. But even my cousin Jimmer, like if you watched him when he played, he was very crafty in the lane. And he so for me, that was like, oh, I need to do that to show that I can score. Obviously, I had to be good at, you know my three point and, and jumpers and stuff like that. But I just had to prove that every ability I could do, um, I could do it better type of thing. Because when a coach sees someone big, it's like, it's already advantage. You know, when they see someone small, you have to prove more. And that's just the name of the game. Like as unfortunate as that is, like when you play in college, you're definitely playing against girls that are bigger. I mean, one of my college teams, we averaged six one and I brought the average down. Like we probably would have been like six, two or more but like I definitely brought the average down um and my dad really drilled that into my head of like not making excuses because I'm small um and it's, it's really cool just seeing like all these other players who are tiny like play in college and stuff like that and even play pro and like you see them that they can do it so you just try to like I just tried to research and watch all these players play and then I was like okay well how can I put their game into mine because obviously it worked what they did I mean, you could have been Spud Webb and been like five, four, eight dunking the ball. Come on. I know, uh, right? <laughs> so uh, what have you seen, especially now that you're coaching, mm -hmm. COVID over the last year mm -hmm. has hammered the sports. Mm -hmm. um, as And I know as a coach, watching the different girls coming in, having issues, luckily a lot of them to stay with me, they did fine. As a uh, girls coach, what have you seen was like, we start taking all these teams, some of the stuff that the issues that the girls are having and what have you done to kind of get them to fix some of that stuff? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is I think too, it, it even happened to me. Like when I stopped playing, you know, you, you get such in a routine of like, um, working out, especially when you get into college, like your lifting schedule, your practice schedule, your open gym schedule, like even, you know, your class schedule, you know, like, okay, I have this pocket of time to go and get extra shots in. So like you have a schedule. So now when you're out of it, you don't have a schedule and you have to make up 
your own schedule. It's the same with these middle school and high school girls where they go to school for what, six, eight hours a day. They have practice after school. And then if they have work or they have something, they go to that, then they go um, to bed or they do homework and then they wake up and do the same thing. So like we are so used to a schedule and a routine that I think that that really hurt a lot of the girls who maybe aren't as self-motivated, you know, and, and maybe not have as much of a goal to go play college, you know what I mean? And the, or do really good things with basketball, which is fine. I mean, everyone has their own like preference with it, but we all were so used to a schedule. So even that was one of the first things that I noticed with um, a middle school team that I coach, like one girl has an injury and it's a longstanding injury that I think if she was like involved in the sport during COVID, would have been fixed because there would have been people telling her like physical therapy, do this, like this, but wait, when you're at home and obviously the pandemic has a very heavy weight on your mindset as well and mental health. So like, I don't blame people at all for feeling that heavy weight and maybe not feeling as motivated or laying in bed a little extra longer than you normally would. So I think like that was probably the biggest thing is like not having a schedule to like come back and now we have to fix that schedule and then being intentional about doing the little things. So even, um, for instance, like one of the things that I, I did growing up, my, my sister and I would dribble in the house. My mom and my dad were great for just letting us dribble in the house. I feel like that would annoy most people, but we would dribble everywhere in the garage. We had like by our doorway, we had this little, like, I don't even know, like hardwood floor right by our door before the carpet hit. And I'm telling you, it was like super small. So like we would dribble there. My dad would set the timer for 10 minutes. And he's like, dribble. And we would just start dribbling and, and doing stuff. Um, obviously, growing up in Indiana, it's cold. So like we couldn't go outside all the time and that. But it was just noticing that like a lot of these girls weren't doing that stuff, like making excuses for, why, well, I don't have a gym, so I can't do it where it's like you're the world is your gym is like yeah. what I like, just kind of go out and, and do what you need to do. Or, or even if that's like a little ab workout, you put on a YouTube channel and do that, or you put on like a hit workout or, you know, something just to get your blood flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think out of that and being a new coach from not seeing anything prior, I would say the intentional aspect of everything has been the biggest um, impact for them. No, I completely agree. It's, um when they've gotten out of routine it's then the bad part is also then the coaches when they finally get into their cert the coaches act like they've been doing stuff this whole time yeah. and they go right into the running into the and then they've i've seen a lot of injuries for the well thankfully none of my kids have gotten injured um that have been trained with me but mm-hmm. they're telling me especially the girls there's mm-hmm. a lot having shin splints having ham i mean there's the yeah. end of the acls and because all those tears are up dramatically. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're already bad enough for a female athlete, but because of um, the downtime, like you said, they weren't doing a lot and they were staying, they weren't stretching, they weren't doing that. And then they go, the coach goes right into the running and bam, suddenly something gets torn. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. So you mentioned about the uh, recruiting stuff. So yeah. tell the audience a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I haven't released it yet. It's actually going to be dropping, which you guys get a sneak peek. It will be May 24th is like when the product is actually dropping. But practically what I like to call this product is it's pretty much a recruiting 101. And what I offer is just a bunch of information that I have learned 
through recruiting that I wish I would have known maybe more or what I've learned from the guy who helped me recruit. Like he was phenomenal. So I just had him um, help me all of these things. And I actually have a lot of interviewers too. So I actually brought on college coaches. I brought on uh, people who are in playing college right now, who have played college, who, um, played in the WNBA or got drafted to the WNBA actually like last week. So I have a lot of people on there that have a lot of insight knowledge. I even have a guy on here who does, it's called, um, well, he doesn't do, it's the, uh, what is it called? It's like max preps. It's not max preps, but it's like a different thing of it. And I cannot think of what it is. It literally just went out of the top of my head, but you know, he he says it. What'd you say? No, not huddle. It's, um, I literally, like I, I literally, it went out of my head right as I was talking, but it's kind of like a max preps thing, but it's, um, he runs the whole part of it for the Southern state. So he holds like tournaments that you'll see like Bronny in. And like this year I went to one of the tournaments I, and IMG national played in it. So like those are exposure tournaments for high schools so like he knows the ins and out of those and like recruiting platforms and things like that so like we get people on from even the guy who helped me get recruited he's I interviewed him because he has amazing knowledge when it comes to this so I tried to find people who are really good in all different aspects and interview them as well as give my advice that I've learned so we even dive into like the mindset that comes to recruiting and and all of that because that's a huge component about that. We talk about questions to ask when you're on a visit from the academic standpoint, from student life standpoint, from obviously the basketball standpoint. Um, we talk about how to write an email or a letter to a coach. How should I you know, approach it? Like there's literally sample letters and templates for you just to kind of fill in and get your own taste of it. And then, you know, eventually that will lead into, I would love to help people along their journey type of thing. So that's what it all entails without uh, giving too much, but that's like a huge, a good, I guess, long elevator pitch on it. But <laughs> Um, it's definitely something where um, I'm really excited and it's been on my heart for a while to do this because I just have noticed like a lot of people needing help in this aspect. And and even the first kid that I ever trained in Florida when I moved here, um, I remember the mom just being like, I just don't know what to do. Like, this is my first kid wanting to play in college. I've never been through it before. Like no one else in my family knows what to do. I just don't know where to start. So my product is kind of like your starting point. Like, how do I get started in this recruiting game? Well, and um, since I've been a trainer, I understand exactly what you're saying is like, when I, hey, guess what? We're going to have snow. we supposed to have snow next weekend uh, on Tuesday in Indiana, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Um, but uh, that's one of the biggest things is the recruiting aspect isn't the recruiting help for the coaches, stuff like that, unfortunately, isn't there. They don't I don't think the coaches even understand the aspects of technology nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's like how much more has progressed. Um, I know we've talked about um, social media, how now that is a big can affect uh, how coaches in college look at you. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as now with, with, uh, Corona, there's a lot that are using those. Yep. So, um, so here's, a, here's a question for you. When it comes to high school to college, mm-hmm. what do you think was the biggest difference for you, uh, for playing? I mean, mindset yeah. playing as like going, 
what do you think was a big thing? Yeah, I think definitely the mindset aspect of it because that's something I got hit with. Um, and I didn't know that I was going to get hit with it because if you asked everybody on my team, people who knew me in high school, they were like, Jay's super positive. You know what I mean? She's very energetic. She's positive. Like, yeah, she, of course, she's an athlete. She gets frustrated, but like, she's not like her mindset's in the right place. Little did I know it wasn't as much as I thought, like when I got there, because I definitely got hit with a lot of adversity when I got in, like I got sick right off the bat with mono. So I was out for like, I think I, I was out for like five weeks, but it was like a crucial five weeks where like we were heading into season and mm -hmm. like games were starting. And then the system that we ran at my first college was um, a very unique system. So you definitely had to get used to it. So that really crucial part where I was supposed to get used to it, I wasn't. And that was really hard for me because I came in as the starting point guard as a freshman. Oh, wow. So getting that taken away from me was very hard to deal with. I was just frustrated. I was letting a lot of things, I was letting the uncontrollables control me. That was the biggest thing that I had to overcome. Like by far, that was something I always dealt with, but I didn't realize how bad it was or I was too stubborn to realize how bad it was um, until those moments and my parents definitely called me out on it which was a, a blessing in the skies <laughs> but definitely that but obviously too like um the this the fast pace of the game I was fortunate enough to always play a fast paced game so like that didn't really catch up to me um but just bigger stronger players and now you're playing against women you know you're 19 years old playing against 22 23 year old women who have been in it and so it's just maturity comes with it with playing you know what I mean like you can be the best high school player in your area or your school or these but maturity can get you in the college game so definitely just growing and that aspect was something that I was very fortunate but I would definitely say um having the mindset and then um the the physicality of the game just get bigger you know what I mean that was definitely the two things that literally and figuring yeah, literally. Yeah, for <laughs> real, for real. <laughs> um, if you could give one piece of advice to the upcoming female athletes, um, what would it be? Oh, man, I have so many because that's just <laughs> like, well, this is literally the question I ask. I ask pretty much this question on my podcast. So I've been hearing so many. I'm like, oh, this is great. Now I, I get <laughs> now I get to answer this. Um, honestly, I would just say I think coming from my experience, I put too much pressure on, my, on myself and I wasn't free. I say play the game free. Trust in yourself and your abilities. I think that's something that if I could go back, I would do. I remember like, I mean, up until I, I play all the time, you know, I play with my, my team, I play open gyms, I play all these things. And I would always call my dad up and being like, dad, I just feel so free. Like I don't have that pressure on me that I have to prove. And I think this was more from my college experiment uh, experience. I always felt like I had to prove. I always was felt like I was coming, being like the underdog type of thing because of like being sick or transferring and dealing with some coaches that weren't so nice to me and like dealing with all of these things that I was like so tense, you know what I mean? And always having to prove and like always having to do this and that instead of just trusting in all of the hard work and sacrifice that I've done up until this point, you know what I mean? And realizing that like, cause I took, I know everyone takes the game seriously, but like, I really took it seriously. Like I didn't 
I, I definitely sacrificed a lot, like especially on like weekends instead of hanging out with friends, instead of doing these things. Um, I was very goal oriented and focused. So I should have like rewarded myself with confidence. And I think that's like the biggest thing. So just go in and trust your abilities that you've worked so hard for and just play the game free. I started using your dad's uh, phrase of next. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking to the kids because I have a lot of younger uh, 12 and up, and I'm trying to get them to understand, hey, if you make a mistake, next. Guess what? Yeah. You've got a whole game. You've got mm-hmm. a whole thing. Don't strive on it. It's like going, it'll move forward. It's like going, like you started to say, trust in the process. It's like going, you've worked your, you worked, you did the work. Mm-hmm. Just let things uh, go with it. And mm-hmm. we all make mistakes. All, yes. Well, biggest thing is not to dwell on it. And like you said, not, um, I think that's one of the things the, uh, not enjoying the time you can have mm-hmm. is like going and not be overwhelmed over and over again. Yeah. It's like you can get burned out when the best things you love, you eat the same thing over and over every single day. Mm-hmm. Eventually you're going to get sick. You can yep. love the game, but if you have no other time to do something else, yep. then yep. especially to be a young teenage girl. <laughs> or, no, I agree. No, I agree. That's something that I I definitely will say that as well is something the biggest thing that I preach. And one of my like sayings is like, you know, you're a basketball player, but that's not the only thing about you. I think it's I preach a lot about being the individual that God created you to be. So, yeah, I play basketball, but like my ultimate purpose is not being a basketball player. The game is going to end. I always say the game will end for LeBron James one day, you know, even though he's like this huge basketball player, all this stuff. And that's what we really know him for. Well, he will stop playing at one point. So it's being able to find those hobbies. And that's where I've been fortunate. And I really figured it out now that my, like the balance that I need in my life, because, you know, being also a content creator and like a film major, like that's where I got my degree. And like, I absolutely love that part of um, my passion and stuff. So I remember like, being so on to basketball and like this. And then I was like feeling burnt out of basketball. So I'm like, Oh, well maybe basketball is not for me anymore. Like when that door closed and college was over for me, I was like, well, maybe like, that's not it. But I was also just so burnt out and done with the politics and done everything that I just ruined the game for me for that season. But then I realized now I feel like I have the perfect balance in my life for now of like, okay, I get to go to the gym and coach and be involved in basketball and do these cool basketball drills and like post about it. But I'm also on the side, I get to have my creative side and like help people film and take photos and, and edit videos, you know, and, and like kind of combine those worlds together. So I definitely, I really like that point, Chris, I would say like, basketball will be there you know what I mean you have practice every day you can work out like you can pick the ball up for 10 minutes a day but like find something else that you're passionate about as well and explore that because basketball will come to an end as a player I mean look at me I'm coaching now I'm doing things in the world of basketball but I'm not a basketball player you know so definitely finding something like that to balance is absolutely crucial (laughs) hey thank you very much for taking the time and talking to my audience today um, love the, uh, perspective that you brought. Um, a lot of people don't look at different, uh, different ways. I know I play work with a lot of basketball girls and the lot of them are, like you said, they get very focused and they they get, then they get frustrated with themselves if they do something bad and because they, that's all they think about. Mm-hmm. So showing a perspective of somebody who's gone through it all and 
again, I hope they reach out to you because you've got a lot of information and a lot of good stuff. Um, so, Jay, thank you very much. And thank you for being on today. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for Bear Essentials on Fitness today. If you like it, subscribe to a podcast as well as share it out to others that may be in the same interest. At any point in time, leave a question. Hopefully we can get back to you and give you the information that you're looking for. Again, thank you very much. This is Coach Chris from Bear Fitness. Oh!